Hello and welcome to the On The Burst podcast. I'm your coach, Brandon Savage, and I'm joined here by my assistant coach, Timmy Moody. How are you, Timmy? Good, brother. Yeah, uh, we're a little bit uh, like really going to be taking some strong carries today. You know, they're going to be fast ones. They're going to be deep into the line. Um, deep into the line. So we've got a special guest here, which uh, yeah, well, I, I believe... Had, I had an introduction for him, but if you I'm, wanted to... Um, well, if I'm um, assistant coach, does that make him train and trial, or how, how are you going to introduce him? Well, here's how I was going to Oh, go ahead, make my day. Anyway. Training trial is a good one. I like that, yeah. since we're going with footy terms. But our guest here today is Tom Cooper, former renegade Melbourne Renegade player, former Brisbane Heat player, 109 first-class matches, 33 ODIs for Australia, 32 T20s, and that is the Tom Cooper that we do not have on the podcast. We have Tom <laughs> Cooper of punter and dribbler fame, of Super Saiyan Coop, goal kicking on TikTok. How are you, mate? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's a very pleasure to have you. So, On The Burst is the podcast name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I honestly thought it was something else, but there you go. <laughs> um, and to be on the burst, you've got to go very deep into the line. Oh, at some stage you will be. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your love for Michael Ennis. For, first up, ah, uh, the love for Michael Ennis. <laughs> it's. Would you say it was more of a manufactured love? It just. <laughs> It more or less just happened. It, it, it got the best traction thrust on upon you. Dribblers. Yeah, just thrust upon. Mm. Yeah, Keyword so, being thrust. So oh, yes. Timmy, thrust onto the line. <laughs> Timmy is actually not uh, an active member of the punters and dribblers. I see he's like the top person that's on that page. Probably one of the biggest dribblers there. in the world, but yeah. you're not, not uh, you know, active in that group per se. You're not active, but this guy is. Um, and for context, one of his more known sayings in the group is going deep into the line. And it's just such a Michael Ennis thing to say. Like, he just emphasises every single word. Um, you're also a Pokemon enthusiast in the group as well. Oh, yes. I don't even try to hide it. <laughs> Would you say it'd be a super effectively enthusiastic? I think you're very effectively enthusiastic with both of these both of these sort of terms, Michael Ennis and Pokemon. Um, but the punters and dribblers, uh, you kind of come onto the scene there. But then I, I saw you on TikTok, goal kicking, and, you, you know, you're turning around, you're toe punting, doing the Latrell uh, bunny ears. How's that come about? Like all the social media stuff, are you, are you actively pursuing a social media kind of presence or...? Kind of, it was kind of thrust again. It was just <laughs> the the whole goal kicking just started off as just a bit of a TikTok experiment. Yeah. And then when the traction happened, that's when I knew there was a bit of a niche found. No, like little dances aren't for everyone. Some people <laughs> want to see a bloke oh. toe punt it from the sideline. Oh, exactly. And, yeah, the thing is, it's as a tall bloke it's I, and someone that hasn't never really played footy <laughs> as a kid, it's a bit awkward trying to do that proper, proper like, goal kick where I'll see the odd comments like, oh, you just got to learn how to <laughs> just, like, try, try kick it from, like, a better, like, more within your foot kind of thing. Like, I do want to try it eventually. Do you have, like, much of a fancy pre-warm-up lead up to the kick, like a Reese Walsh, you know? Is there any sort of, like, walk over here, walk over there, three steps there? Or you just take a few steps back, straight toe punt? What's going on there? 
Ash, initially it started off with a bit of like a Adam Reynolds trademark praying. <laughs> I like that. I actually saw that. I thought that was like a Dragon Ball Z type like thing that you were doing, but I didn't realise that was Adam Reynolds. Oh, fair enough. It was, yeah, kind of. It, do, it does mirror a bit when Goten and Trunks faced each other in the world tournament. I remember that, obviously, when who was it, Trunks? Yeah, yeah. Trunks. Spo- but- spoiler alert if, you know. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Is this Pokemon? Later. Ah, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Dragon yeah. Ball Z. That was around the time Joey was doing well. Yeah, I, I got into Dragon Ball Z a little I bit. Cartoon Connection. Cartoon was on Cartoon Connection. I, didn't I loved it, but all I remember from Dragon Ball Z, I watched every episode in the morning before school. Naturally. I just, I just remember the spirit bomb that Goku was doing just lasted like three episodes. I'm sure it didn't last that long, but it just felt like it. Yeah, and that's the thing because it was like a half hour time slot each day, and you would always have to like wait until the next day. So what's going to happen the next day? Yeah, that's it's true. a spirit bomb, like some sort of like um, code for a drug or something. Doing a spirit bomb for three days? What's <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, Not yeah, but that could start. You know what's funny? Footy turns. Like who's Imp- going on benders anymore when you can go on spirit bombs <laughs> for three days? <laughs> hey, you need all the energy you can get with that's a spirit right. bomb. We we can put a spirit bomb into footy terms like I know Brian Toto and Jerome Luai like mad into their anime could you imagine if Jerome Luai come up with like a bomb and it was called the spirit bomb how epic would that be I wouldn't yeah I'm, I'm all for <laughs> it so I'd, hey if, if you're watching Jerome think think about this for uh, try July he is a good um, he watches every episode I'm pretty sure so mm. um, but you are a massive Rabbitohs fan and we've got you on today uh, for our moment series to talk about the Rabbitohs and talk about like their best moments and stuff. But firstly, Timmy, how was your weekend? It was good. Um, a little bit more active than the weekend prior. Went out and took advantage of some uh, Black Friday shopping sales. I thought I might as well nice. pick up a few cheeky little items, reward myself. You know, why not? I always buy myself Christmas presents, so I thought, why not buy them <laughs> a month that. earlier? All, all, yeah. all year round. Yeah. All year round, I So that. I did that. I uh, took the old girl, me mumsy, out for uh, lunch, which was lovely. Had a lovely lunch on Sunday. Went to uh, Drink West, as I said, I was going mm. to. I was thinking I was going to go on a bit of a bigger drinking session, but that's now been put forward to next weekend with a right. few group of friends. More than welcome to come if you like. Oh, sounds Yeah, sounds we're going to do – we're actually going to do pretty much like five or six places. Um <sighs> Like uh, Amy Hall, the all the, all yeah. the little yep. So I've actually got my. Um, if you can get a um, a leave pass, yeah. M- my wife's got a Christmas party on the Friday night, and I've got Addison. I'm taking her to a um, like some a friend's birthday party at St Mary's Leagues that night. So I could incorporate that into it somehow. Um, how's your weekend, Tommy? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I was show- showing my English cousin around the site, so <laughs> it was. Almost a bender, really. Almost uh, <laughs> a bender. Nice. As soon as work finished and then, well, took them to the local Four Pines and you can't go wrong with the mm. $6 pints. Uh, actually, no, $7 pints special. Like so that. you live in the um, in God's country around there, do you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I I'm know talking about manly area. Oh, yes, of course. It's. I know it's like a typical northern beaches thing to say. Well, they let our kind in, like if I was just to sort of go for a – um, maybe a sausage roll and a Red Bull would would I be served in the Oh, area? you would. That, like the sausage roll would be acceptable. No, the, the, especially around where, where maybe the if I was area. to purchase maybe something more like a deconstructed um, avocado, oh, yes, uh, Asahi bowl or something. Yeah, 
Mate, mate's cafe does a good little stacked avo toast. Mm-mm. What's it like being a diehard Rabbitoh supporter in that area? I, I assume it'd be quite tough. It can be tough sometimes. Or on the odd occasion, have copped it on the Manly Hill, but yeah. mostly they're good down there. Yeah, gotta have got a random bunny guy somewhere, don't you? Oh, exactly. Everywhere, We're shamelessly everywhere. Yes, very good. All right, so we actually – do you want to hear about my weekend? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, let's go let's, yeah. Or should I just – Please. No. Did you have a good weekend? We, um, yeah. Tell I us did. about it. No, that was it. I had a good weekend. Yeah, no, sure. You want to <laughs> – no, no, no. <laughs> no, so, so we recorded our podcast on Friday, obviously. Yep. That was a good time. Yep. It was a good time having a few drinks, and then I did kick on a little bit after that, had some cheese for dinner, just – Cheese, crackers and stuff. And then we kicked on the day Wild. after. It was absolutely, <laughs> it was pissing down. But yeah, my weekend wasn't that eventful. We do have to tell you guys our MG experience is locked in mm-hmm. this weekend or next weekend. So uh, Mark Guyer, we're actually, he's putting us through his paces at his own gym. And we're going to be, oh, that'll be part of the podcast either next week or the week after. So we're, vlog. we're very excited for that one. So a um, bit of a meme with Timmy because he actually, he's going to get flogged. I might surprise you, mate. You reckon? I might surprise you. It's funny because we haven't locked it in for this weekend or next weekend and then we're, we're throwing up ideas and he's like, oh, I want to go to the gym <laughs> a few times this week before we do go. Yeah, I've been lazy lately, so look, yeah, it is what it is. But look, we're going to start training the house down. That's the concept. That's the idea. Uh, we want to be ready for the season start. So. Like casual trail mid at Heffron Park fame. Yeah, no, 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 no farm. Oh, no, no, no. This ain't no farm. No, this, no. It gets way bigger. All right, so before we go on to NRL news, um, we all have to do our biggest Michael Ennis impressions before we move on. So I'll start Ooh. with you. T- I'll start with you, Timmy. Okay. Oh, everybody, we're at the uh, Raiders versus Cronulla, and I don't know if you remember the Viking clap, famously done by Moy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You remember that, Vonnie? Vonnie, did you see that? I did that. That was funny, wasn't it? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. That was that was surprisingly good. You started off like, I wouldn't say weak, but I was like, okay, this is this is average. <laughs> and the more. <laughs> Let's go with you, Tom. All right. All right. Last week, got the <laughs> Xbox Series X. And, of course, with the guy, I purchased a Hogwarts Legacy, and I've only just started, and it's quite deep into the line. I pick it a Hufflepuff for my house because it's a very loyal, loyal, and there's a kitchen right there. Oh, my God. There we go. I thought this was going to be, like, a dull segment, but it's actually been the greatest. All right, I'll go. Goat segment. Uh, Nico Hines is an identified a lazy defender. <laughs> <laughs> on the halfway line and he goes deep into the line. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, NRL news. Tracy signs with the dogs today with their absolute abundance of utilities. What's your first thoughts of that, Timmy? Yeah, I think he's a handy footy player. You can stick him anywhere. Uh, uh, you know, we're sort of having a bit of a chat about it on the way here and I, the doggies were absolutely decimated by injuries this year and, you know, a lot of their purchases I think might be sort of somewhat to think you know if we do have to go through this sort of experience again at least we've got blokes that can we can squeeze in and fit anywhere so I think you've identified that a few of them are 
you know, quite utility sort of style. There's like footy five, players. There's legit five of them. But I think that yeah, like you know, that's what you what do you want in the team? You want a bunch of footy players, don't you? I agree. I think what they're doing, it's obviously good for them, but I really hate it for the player. I just think like people like Tracy, people like Turpin, Kurt Mann, these are players who can really benefit by having a starting position at another club. Mm-hmm. The fact that all these players are in the same club, obviously some of them aren't going to be playing first grade or playing in the starting side. So it's why I really hate it for these players because they have so much potential, especially kind of Tracy where I really thought he would go to somewhere like Parramatta who would just screaming for a centre um, or like like an Isaiah Task going to Penrith, like these sort of players, whereas w- like Whiten's coming to the Rabbitohs and pushing Tass out. Tass going to Panthers? No, no it's just... It's oh, just it's hypothetical. Of, yeah, it's just okay. hy- hypothetical how all these things are kind of playing out. And I'm more gutter for the player than I am for the team because obviously you're going to sign who you can. These are world quality players. Well, they've signed the deal. Their managers yeah. helped them sign the deal. They're obviously happy with what they've got. Yeah. So... Let the boys be boys. I, that, I, they'll probably earn their spot. You know, footy's a tough game. Rugby league, not everyone can have it. You know, you got to Yeah. I guess from a fan perspective, though, like, I want to be able to see these players flourish. Tom? Yeah, it's uh, – I, I guess it's good for their depth because, like what you said, the dogs had, like, a horrendous amount of injuries. Mm. But it doesn't look like he's going to start because, like, mm. who, he's up against, well, Blake Taff, who can cover not only fullback and halves literally like the same as yeah because Tracy started off as a half when we had him at the bunnies but sadly he was yeah it's like it's a bit of a pecking order yeah just the timing of it as well I actually saw the worst take today uh when Tracy signed someone said oh so they're gonna line up Tracy fullback Crotton and Zeri on the wing Karaz in center um uh Taff at halfback. <laughs> like, uh, and, and I was just like, that's the worst take I've ever seen. I think um, with Tracy, I see him signing. I see him as a centre. And I think that means, probably means Crichton does start at fullback and Taff doesn't start in the starting side. And you've got, mate, Tracy in one centre, Zeri on the other centre, and potentially Zeri doesn't start the season. I, I, I don't know, but it's very... It's just weird how they signed so many players. Yeah, it's it, they've kind of taken the attention off the roost because yeah. the roosters, the amount of times, oh, roosters are signed, roosters are signed. Now all you're hearing about is, oh, the doggies have signed this yeah. player and that player. Yeah. Well, it's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You, you do want some players signed as well. That's one of the important y- things. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we've got a f- bit of other news. Capewell meets with the Warriors. Not exciting. Exciting. I heard he's just taking the family over to New Zealand and just checking in with Webby to find out if there's any good glory holes or anything over there. <laughs> maybe it's maybe he just wants to see the Lord of the Rings sites. No, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Same thing, isn't it? Lord All right, <laughs> there's some eagles, right? There are some eagles there. All right, so our best moments of the year. So best, worst, and most defining for the Manly Titans and Rabbitohs we're doing today. We'll start off with the Rabbitohs, your side. Yep. What's their best moment? By far their best moment was when they beat Penrith near the death because, like, after so many games lost in a row to them, oh, I was there at the stadium. It was euphoric. Mm. Like, it was – we 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 felt like we could Thanos the competition, but, well, 
it ended up like a Mario Kart situation. <laughs> it wasn't really like it was quite early in the season, wasn't it? Yeah, week before that, Magic Round round was nine. That the, seat, the week they uh, played them t- the second time. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah they played. Yeah, didn't they play? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they played the the Finns and then played. Yeah, okay. So that was the week before. They're on top of the ladder. Yeah. My best moment was the week after when they versed Melbourne. And oh, they, yeah. They That's beat, a good one as well. Uh, Melbourne quite convincingly, and I, I tipped Melbourne that week. And they were, they were on top of the ladder by that point. So at that point, pretty much locked in for the finals pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think that was their best point in the moment. And I legit thought if it wasn't Penrith at that point of the season, it was going to be the Rabbitohs that go on to win the grand final. I legit thought that. Timmy? Yeah, so my best moment is, um, <clears throat> I think it's a period, yeah. So I've got round eight beating the Panthers, round nine they beat the Broncos, then round ten they beat the Storm, and the following week they beat the Tigers. So not as impressive, but there's three solid sides yeah. there they've beat. They've won on the trot, four in a row as well, looking like a real solid contender. So yeah, I've got, I thought that was a really good spot good period for them and that was probably their best yeah okay uh, best moment yeah their worst moment well when the roosters finished off any final so mm. we had in well i guess in a way it was a bit of revenge because we knocked them out the previous year in, <laughs> in the, sin, the sinbin similar. seven fame it, it's like something from a george rr R. martin novel so, so, like was seven involved <laughs> I Brandon's not a George Almada um, reader of much. I mean, obviously I'm well, well versed on his on on his uh, writings, but Brandon not so much. So that's gone straight over his yeah, head. It's gone straight over my head, to be yeah. honest. Um, well, there's well, Harry Potter with the seven, and if that if that helps, I do like Harry Potter. Hell there yes. you go. Um, my worst moment is actually losing to the Knights late in the season. They lost 29-10, and that was around the time where the first whispers started to happen of there's rift in the camp, you know, like uh, Sam Burgess, I think, I'm not sure if he left by then. He might have left that week. It was just like, in my eyes, they were always going to come back and they were always going to just come on a run to make the finals. And that week was the week I was like, okay, they're going to come back. Like all this media scrutiny is just going to go out the window when they a number on the Knights this week. They got absolutely smashed by the Knights, and I've never seen the Knights put a number on the Rabbitohs like that before. The, the Rabbitohs historically beat the Knights, so it was just yeah. a bit of a moment where I was like, okay, I get why you've lost to this team, but why have you lost to the Knights? Even though the Knights went on to have a brilliant end to the season, it just it was a bit surreal for me, to be honest. Timmy? Um, my worst was just not making the eight, but I think you upped that by pointing out that it was also the Roosters that Our little brother. sealed that for them in the final uh, round. So, yeah, not making the eight for the Bunnies is very, very disappointing. They're most defining? Uh, most defining back to Tom? Or oh, we, what, we don't have to go in order. Okay, every, yeah, no, every. I can <laughs> kick off. So most defining I've got uh, would be the internal issues, Sammy Bird just made to walk, the whole Cody Luttrell training issues and mm. that 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 period and like obviously it was going on before we were made aware of it in the public eye and before 360 started you know smashing it in the news and stuff like that. Every but second, that, every second. Then when you look it. back, but when you look you back, you tell they've got no content when that's going their on. Poor, eh? <laughs> their poor period, you know, obviously yeah. aligned with all of that happening that we weren't aware of behind the scenes, and that's obviously what. 
pretty much led to them at least not making the eight. Yeah, I actually think... Um, and and well, most defining, like kicking a club, you could almost put that as the worst as well, kicking a club. Like basically, you're not kicking him out, but the way it... Make being forced to leave. Yeah, um, the, you know, just the way the situation played out, that's not a, that's not a good look at all. I actually think it was a build up of pressure, and I think it was before that Latrell taking ten weeks off for his calf. I think, you know, he comes back two three weeks earlier. That's another win or two before he actually came back, and I think that puts them in a much better position. Later in the season, gets, gives them a bit more confidence leading into the end of the season, not thinking, oh, we need to bloody win this one. The pressure was on them and they kind of crumbled. If the pressure wasn't on them as much, I think that Cody and Latrell are kind of confidence players. I think that would have taken them far. Um, what did we you might need to push to through, I reckon. Just I, looking at the time, we might need a new move on to the next team or cut a team or two for this week. I can is, it, could just I doing some assistant coaching yeah, yeah, if you no, don't no, mind. Oh, yes. oh, we'll, we'll definitely run mate, through your one mate, here. I'm just sort of we're, we're, yeah, we're doing no well. We're doing no well for time. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess uh, the most defining moment would have been like from from being top of the ladder to just falling out out of the eight because well. I admit, I was laughing at the Broncos when it happened, and then <laughs> karma of being sick in the head fame would just just yeah. get your team back the next the next year. So the Broncos so, won't make the eight next year. The way it works out, Penrith just sort of decimate a side after we play them in a grand final. So you notice the bunnies and the eels didn't make it last yes. year. So yeah, Broncos true. won't make it this year. If they make it next year, they won't make it the year after. We really hurt them. We've hurt their feelings. I think the Broncos are a bit different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're going to be a top two side, I think, for the for a long time. I think hey, the- you've got the spine of Reynolds, ma'am. Walters actually came quite yeah, good this year. I liked him. And I liked him. Reese, he's just gone into another level. What do you have? Uh, Manly. So Manly's best moment, I've got the Dolphins, uh, beating the Dolphins 58-12. to 12. Uh, Garrick was at centre and it was kind of a moment where everyone was like, oh, he's not really a centre, um, but they made it work. Tommy was firing that game. It was in the middle of the origin period. Um, and then the last two games where they put a number on the bottom two sides, Bulldogs and the Tigers, I think they were good moments for them and I've got a lot of hope for them this year. I'm just doing my head in here because I didn't know that they were actually Manly or one of our sides. I did my homework and I mustn't have read the questions correctly. I did the homework for... um, Parramatta? For the Dolphins, for the Bunnies. No, so what you've done, you've just gone the next three. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, we told you on Instagram. Well, yeah, I'm... Old bloke, I don't really know what's going on in the ground. Right, what, what have you got? What's Manly's I'll sit best moment for you? I'd say Manly's best moment would be beating Melbourne at Brookie because what Manly fan does not love seeing Melbourne get beat True. at Brookie. That was a good win. I really enjoyed that. And, and that was like yeah. early in the season as well, so a lot of hope. Yeah, and the thing is not many people would have tipped Manly. I'm yeah. guilty as charged, didn't tip Manly, wish I did. Neither did I. Captain Cameron Munster and Supercoach that week, so um, that's my bad. I was happy, but also sad. Sometimes we got to take our liquor tongues. <laughs> yeah. um, worst. Worst would be that's a tough one. Maybe getting flogged by Parramatta because we all know how many Manly fans hate Parramatta. I, I couldn't really think of the worst initially because I was yeah. also thinking the the Golden Point loss to my team because the, the controversy. Oh. But 
I know. This, I just bring up the PTSD. I just remember that night. Um, I picked my wife up from the city that night and I was listening to it on the radio and it was an absolute – it wasn't a poo-slinger, but it was a very quiet game and I had like four super coach players from it. I captained Tom Trebojevic that game and my dad was calling me. He's like, oh, who'd you captain? I'm like, he doesn't even play super coach. He just mm-hmm. knows I'm fully into it. And I'm like, oh, Tom Trebojevic. He's like, you're an idiot. Um, and I was just listening on the radio. It was absolute bullshit. Uh, but that game uh, – Wearing them jerseys, I loved the Rabbitohs jerseys that game, if you oh, remember. so good. I, I kind of feel bad. I should, I should have won the Johnny Sattler jersey <laughs> now. But, oh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, their worst moment for me is just losing to every top four side. So they lost to – I know Parramatta's not a top four side, but they lost convincingly to them, convincingly to Melbourne later in the year. They lost convincingly to Penrith very early where Dylan Edwards scored four tries. So I think not getting up for them games at all when they were – at the start of the season, they were in good form. I think it's just a bit of a shit go from them. They're most defining Tommy getting injured in origin for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see, most defining. Oh, I think nothing. Not Tommy yet. not being in their side is a, is a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty much like once he goes down, I think every Manly fan and, you know, even the coach himself goes, all right, uh, realistic uh, expectations have now changed. Have you got the Titans in your list? Uh, yes, I believe I do. All right, so we've got uh, the Titans' best moment. I've got beating Melbourne in round three, 38 to 34. That's a good one. I'd, I've got beating the Broncos. Well, the Broncos lived up to their. That was late in the date. season, yeah, too, true wasn't date, it? Date, date. And we all know the Broncos are vampires because they can't play in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually funny because, like, by then the Broncos are established and. Like, they've had a really good year. Whereas at the start of the season, the scars aren't there and, like, you don't know whether a side's actually done really well. What's your moment? Uh, my best moment is Fafita as a whole mm. being, um, you know, consistently involved in the effort plays, going looking for the ball. I think that um, having the, your, one of your best players play at their best is what a team needs and, they ticked that off, so that that was their best moment, I think. Yeah, Fafita was a weapon this year. Like, he, he's copped criticism in previous years. Hard, yeah. Yeah. Like, in some ways they were warranted, but it's so easy to say that from the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He went looking for the ball, and I think just everyone always said it. Just Kieran Foran was obviously a big hand in that. I think just sort of, you know, I think mentally um, Fafita knew that he had to sort of live up to that expectation and Kieran Foran probably, you know, held him accountable too at training and on the field. So I guess if that's your best moment, is your most defining moment Bo Firma getting injured? Because if that didn't happen, Fafita would have played on the right side this year and who knows, he might have not had the season that he had. No, it wasn't my most defining. Uh, my my most defining, I just went with, with saying it's a bit cliche, the sacking of Holbrook. Yeah, well, um, I've got that as well. It was... Uh, Picking up uh, Desi. Yeah, pretty controversial at the time, but I think it was still the right move. I like it. Yeah, I think Holbrook might get along with you know, and everyone else might be happy enough. But I think uh, I think they just need a big dog, and I think Desi's got that, you know, 
Dogging him. Dogging him for sure. <laughs> most defi- defining for you. I guess the most defining moment. I could probably p- place it in the worst defi- the worst. Like I, I can do a bit of both for the worst yeah. because that blowing the twenty six point lead against oh, the Finns. Like yeah, right. No one gave the Finns mm. a chance. Everyone thought, yep, Titans are home and hosed, but yeah, oh, they yeah, that just. Was bad, eh? Oh yeah, just. They just bottled that game completely. Yeah, and through that period, I'm pretty sure they scored like 26 points in a row for five weeks or something, and I'm pretty sure they lost four of them. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, absolutely ridiculous. The the sports betting companies were offering like (laughs) a market for them to score exactly 26 points. (laughs) I actually didn't have a worse moment for them because I I think they actually fought hard all year. Yeah, they had them losses, but I think in a whole – year it was kind of positive for them and next year it looks really positive for them I think their worst moment though is probably just the Brimson Campbell situation not sorting that out this year because I think if they really sorted that this it bit, year. It was a bit fluffy wasn't it? A bit- yeah and really like in my perfect world I think Campbell has to be the fullback. I just think Brimson long term I don't think he's going to stay at fullback. Yeah, just with, with his injury that. and yeah. holding up Personally, I would have put four in at number seven. Even though Tanner Boyd has come leaps and bounds, and I think he, him and his organising half is brilliant, Brimson at 5'8". They've got enough outside backs to cover. I don't like him at centre. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Brimson's wasted at centre. Like, like he, he can jump in for fullback. He's a bit of like a Corey Allen type. Like, yeah. he, he will jump in when you ask him to. So, But, yeah, you're, I can see it. I love five, how yeah. you compare him with Corey Allen. <laughs> <laughs> just like the put your head Brimson's up. kind of on the on the cusp <laughs> of being elite, you know what I mean? But I see what you mean. He's kind yeah, of also I, a bit yeah versatile. Take like. him or leave him. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got one. It's just the the worst moment for me is just the lack of consistency. It's like too much win loss, win loss, yeah. win loss on the tr- you know not stringing together some wins. Honestly, under Des this year, next year, I'm very hopeful, and with the signings they've got. Pretty happy and pretty excited for them to go forward. All right, so that's it for our um, moments for this week. So next week we'll, next week we're doing Newcastle. We'll do the Dolphins. Oh, send me an email or some sort of memo. <laughs> yeah, I'll or... just send you a message. All right, <laughs> um, but a Harry Potter howler. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'll send you an email. Blind rankings for Rabbitohs legends, Tommy. Ooh, Rabbitohs legends. So one okay. to five, you've got to rank from one to five who you think's <laughs> gonna be the. The one to one to five. So I'll give it to you in order. Uh, you know how these good. work? Oh yes, you just got to put them in a number. Yep. So I give it to you. You choose their number, and that's locked in. Gotcha. So first one, Nathan Merritt. Ooh, Nathan Merritt. Probably put him at number three. Number three, GI. <laughs> He's one of my favorite players. So I'll put him at number two just number to two? be safe. John Sattler. I'd say number one. Number like one. Grand final hero mm. and established legend jersey as well. John Sutton. Oh, he'd, he'd have to be number four. Sam Burgess. Well, he's five. <laughs> it's, uh, well, he's out the door, isn't he? He's not even a bunny anymore. <laughs> Fuck off, Sammy. Get out of here. There goes my cheekbone <laughs> now. Are you happy with that? What would you have done it? How would have you ranked Ooh. that if you, if you had all of them straight up? That's a tough one because they're all like absolute I like, legends. I like what you've 
done. I, I like um, the aggressive John nature. Sattler at number one, you know. Yeah. The way like, he pretty much did half his face was on the ground, yeah, played the whole game. It looks like something the, the defeated sign from Street Fighter, like no disrespect to Johnny at all. Sammy like, Burgess, I would like want to probably bump up from five. Yeah, you're right. I, I probably would, yeah, now, come to think of it, bumping up Sammy at five yeah. would work. But they're, they're all very, very that, – that's why it was a hard list. Um, Deep into the line. G- give me a Sammy Burgess accent. Ah, yeah, man, I was just on the pool. <laughs> that's good. Because <laughs> there's about 500 different ways you can yeah, go with English, and he's got the sort of heavier yeah, side of it. I love that's Sam nice. Burgess. Sam Burgess is a good player. All right. Um, one truth, one lie. Tell our segment. I don't know if we've got time no, for a we've, we've got time. We've got five minutes. All right, Kate. All right. Does he understand the concept? He, he will yeah. after we... So I'm going to tell you a story and work out whether I'm making it up or whether oh, okay. it happened. Okay, so about, I'd say probably about 12 years ago, I was on holidays with a girlfriend of mine. We were on our way back home and I pointed out that Nimbin was only about two hours out of the way of our trip. Can we stop off at Nimbin? So we stopped off at Nimbin. And um, pretty uneventful, just went and, you know, bought some trinkets, that, this and that. Met a lady in one of the shops. Um, she told us that, you know, she was from Sydney around that way of originally as well and went home. When I went home, sat there, I was playing poker late at night. The missus was in bed. And um, I start thinking about this lady from the shop that told me that she was from Sydney. I just can't stop thinking about her in my mind and picturing her face. I'm like, why am I picturing this? What, what's going on here? I end up out of nowhere, just putting my poker aside, close, the, close it off. And then I open up Missing Persons Australia. And they've got thumbnail images of all these people that have gone missing over, you know, probably a 50-year period. I just go, boom, straight away see this picture of this image of a girl that's 15, probably 15 to 17 years old. And I'm like, that's her. I saw her. That's that's the lady. That's the lady I'm thinking of. I don't know what, what, what that's crazy, right? Yeah. So I'm telling everyone about this. I think I found a missing person. Everyone thinks I'm full of shit. I ended up convincing a mate to come with me. We go up there and I want to get a photo of her so I can send it to the cops and go, is this this person? There was a $100,000 reward. So I've... Uh, I've gone up there to try to get a photo with this lady. We're like, oh, we want to buy some stuff. What do you reckon we should buy? She's like, oh, that hat's good. Buy the hat. And I'm like, oh, you reckon we should buy the hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, take a photo of me. See if I look good. And I'm like, do you want to get in it with me? And she got in it with me. I ended up giving that photo to the cops. Then it was like uh, Missing People Australia. And I ended up working directly with a certain police department. I won't say the area. I won't say the name of the person because I think it could be insensitive to the family. Mm. But um, I believe they found them. But they called me up eventually and they said, what's the address of this place? I'm not exactly sure the address, but I'll Google Earth and I'll find it for you. Gave them the information. I'd been back and forth with them for a bit. I called back a couple of weeks later to try to find out the result. They told me they couldn't speak about it anymore. That's my story. No wonder you said we didn't have time. Mine's mine's literally one sentence. (laughs) Yeah. That's my story. What's the lie? Is it a truth or a lie? Did that happen? Oh, okay. Um... That happened. I'm going to go on a whim and say that was a lie. It happened. Yeah, oh. nice, nice. Nice. Thing. There it is. We don't have time to touch on it, but yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. because you said so long. All right, I've got two truths and a lie. You've got to pick out the lie. Oh, okay. Um, okay, well, that's the way I decided it was going to Okay, happen. I didn't know, yep. Um, so, uh, 
truth or a lie would be it one will, way, no, and then you, now you're saying two truths oh, and a no, lie. So yeah, I'm saying three. No things, wonder I took it that way. I'm saying three things. You're going <laughs> to yeah. pick out the lie. So, All right, cool. Um, Played a lot of footy when I was a kid in under twelves. Uh, we needed to win to make the semi final. I did a crossfield kick in the dying moments of the game to set our winger up for a try because I was a five eight. Uh, also. I was a good cricketer when I was growing up. Uh, this is a second story? Yeah, yeah, second story. Uh, in a grand final, I scored 99 runs, took three wickets. Uh, I was on 99. We needed 14 to win. A wicket happened. We were seven down. And uh, the batsman came out who was in next and told me what I was on. I was on 99. So I wanted to hit a six to bring up 100. I got caught on the boundary and we lost Yeah, uh, with three three wickets in hand when, when I got oh. out. Uh, and third one. Uh, I played rap cricket when I was a kid. Which is the lie. I reckon you playing rap cricket was a lie. Or how? What sort of rap? What do you mean? Just rap, rap cricket. I yeah. The, you, you said you said the third one so quick. So I'm gonna say <laughs> third one's a lie. Yeah. Um, I guess that's not an outrageous lie, but like cricket was my life growing up, and like you I was, just shit at it. No, I was a pretty, I was a really good cricketer, <laughs> yeah. but not good enough for reps. I played for Parramatta, and the area I was in, like all the parents were, were like picking the team, and just uh, oh, I okay. just never had a spot. And I, like I came back to play cricket later in life, and played grade cricket, and I was in good grades straight up. So um, yeah, it's not like I'm a professional athlete or anything, but I guess that was pretty bad that one. Anyway, you go. Picked it. All right. Um, I've been in three dance groups. One was the, one was just like a primary school dance group. That was a bit of fun, and and in high school, this is going way back. The good old Rocker Stedford. Mm. And another one. Let's see. I oh, yeah, did did a tour of Europe just before I turned twenty one. And the and the yeah the third one is the tour you did of Europe was that a holiday or were you touring the dancing? Well, I know it was a, yeah. The second one was a holiday. A holiday, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And the third one is that I played poker at the Monte Carlo. I'm gonna. I, I believe gonna that. I believe you did the dancing thing at the Rock of Sedford. It's very specific. You definitely did that. And the poker. Poker's a lie. Yeah, yeah. poker's a lie. Yeah. I, at, at the best, I did was play the dealer. But you got to play other people before it counts. I was trying to look at your eyes and see which way, because I know there's like a tactic. If you look up and left, you're lying. If you look up and right, you're trying to think. Um, yeah, I've heard but that's looked, also you, bullshit too. You because up and straight. <laughs> sometimes you can be trying to re- remember rather than remember like why. Like, yeah, I'm not an expert, but. I, all right, well, we're, I'm done more of an expert than Brandon. we're done for time here. We're done for time here. We're going to go. Sorry for wrapping up so quickly, but we got what's in the Newcastle in next week. We're going to do Newcastle and them other teams. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. Hey, it was a pleasure. Thank you, no, Brando. Thank you. And thank you, Tim. No worries, man. Tough carries this week.